You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. Great to have you here with us and stay with us for this second hour of our show. We have a couple of great guests that you won't want to miss. Uh, This next guest we welcome, Father David Gunter, a friend of mine, continuing with the theme of divine mercy and the the manifestation of our Lord's mercy. Father David, welcome on the show this morning. Thank you very much, Father Cave. I'm very pleased to be with you this morning. All right. Thank you for being with us and taking the time out of your schedule. And uh, Father David, can you tell us a little bit about yourself so our our listeners can hear who is Father David Gunter? Yes, uh, thank you. Um, You know, I'm a cradle Catholic, uh, grew up. Uh, I was a boy in the 1960s, 70s, very turbulent time in our country, and unfortunately not formed very well in our Catholic faith, and I, I fell into the path of drugs, and so my teenage years and young adult years were really a mess. Um, I did manage to, you know, get a college degree, and, and, and my education was all right. Outwardly looked fine, but I was going nowhere, and I was getting into harder drugs. And so I'm a great advocate for God's mercy because I turned to him for help. And I lay just swooped into my life. I mean, he just changed it around so dramatically, took me to Medjugorje. Um, I came back and started practicing the faith, going to Mass, praying the Rosary. It was wonderful. Uh, And eventually, it took many years, I realized my calling was to be a priest. And it was by being ordained originally for the Archdiocese of Boston. Um, But then my devotion to Our Lady just increased so much that I became um, devoted really to spreading the message of her triumph. Beautiful. And as part of spreading the message of the triumph, you have been working with some very talented people and some uh, wonderful theologians that perhaps a lot of our listeners have heard, and you have a video series called The Days of Elijah and the Coming Triumph. Uh, can you tell our, little, our listeners a little bit about uh, this video series and the prophet Elijah and, and what this has been about as an expressing uh, our Lord's mercy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've been fortunate to have uh, one or two well-known people help collaborate in this series. So Dr. Hahn is featured. Most of our, your listeners probably are very familiar with Dr. Hahn. Uh, Dr. Bergsma, um, an Old Testament scholar, uh, and other names. Uh, Dr. Miravelli, who has always promoted Our Lady beautifully. So I have them as guest speakers in, in some of these um, episodes. Uh, but what I discovered as I was studying the triumph that it can actually be found in the Old Testament. And it was really looking at the days of Elijah that brought it to my attention. Elijah, I would say, is probably one of the most beloved of the Old Testament prophets, at least in Jewish circles, because he wielded power that hadn't been seen since Moses. So like all prophets, he wanted to turn the hearts of people back to God, but he did it by bringing drought, stopping the rain. So he was a powerful prophet. living in a time roughly 900 B.C. to 850 B.C. And what I discovered as I was studying Elijah, that the prophet Malachi, which is the last prophet in the Old Testament, he foretold that Elijah would return. Mm -hmm. And indeed, this does happen. It's it's Malachi 3.1. He says, Behold, I send my messenger to prepare the way before me. And that was fulfilled in John the Baptist. Yes. So reading on about the prophet Malachi, he also says, Behold, 
I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. This is the second time when the prophet Elijah will return, and that has yet to be fulfilled. So Elijah is very much relevant to the times that we're living in. We should be looking for the spirit of Elijah to return. Yeah, exactly. That's and for our listeners, I want to put a plug for your site there, Father David. That if you want are interested in the video series and you want to look this up, it's called thecomingtriumph.org. Thecomingtriumph.org. And specifically the days of Elijah and the coming triumph, you're you're referring to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Is that right, Father? Yes. The coming triumph is the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady, uh, foretold at Fatima when she came as Our Lady of Fatima. And uh, for those who are encouraged to go to the website and, and start watching these videos, it's all free. Uh, I discovered that really the, the, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart has been a part of God's plan since the foundation of the world. Uh, I, you know, I, we know that the last century has been terrible wars, a lot of turmoil, um, the spirit of impurity and confusion has just saturated our culture. And, and it's not as if God looked down and said, wow, things are getting out of hand, I better do something. What I've discovered is that the triumph of the Immaculate Heart can be found in the Old Testament. So the first part of the series focuses on Elijah, the Old Testament, and uh, it's deep. Um, you may have to, you know, some people have to watch an episode maybe a couple of times to take in all the information. But it's an absolutely fascinating story. Yeah, it, it, when you read about what Elijah did and how he influenced the people of the day uh, from Mount Carmel and confronting the prophets of Baal and and then having uh, our Lord giving him a providential victory over the attack that was coming upon him, we see our Lord's deliverance. And in a sense, uh, uh, Elijah was chosen to deliver uh, Israel uh, back to God. Uh, that God worked through Elijah and to, and to deliver them uh, in victory over the devil and his tactics. So in, as part of your video series, I know you had Dr. Scott Hahn and, and Dr. Bergsma, they helped develop that, Dr. Maravalli. And so going from the, the, the Old Testament Elijah and his mission, how does that transition as you're presenting it into the, in God's plan toward our Blessed Mother? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned Mount Carmel and that particular spiritual battle that Elijah, when he was confronting all the false prophets of Baal. Uh, because in looking at modern apparitions, for example, uh, the last apparition to Bernadette Subaru in Lord France was on the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Okay. Uh, at Fatima, the, when the 70,000 people were witnessing the sun's spin and dance in the sky, Lucia saw three additional visions that represented the mysteries of the rosary. The first was uh, St. Joseph with the child Jesus, and they blessed the world, representing the joyful mystery. Then they, that vanished, and Lucia saw Our Lady as Our Lady of Sorrows and an adult Jesus blessing the world. But interestingly enough, it was the glorious mysteries were represented by Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And then in more recent days, uh, the apparitions of Our Lady of Garabandal, Our Lady appeared to the, the, the four girls repeatedly as Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Hmm. Now, this point clearly that Our Lady is involved in intense spiritual battle, just as it was in the days of Elijah. And during the days of Elijah, God did indeed preserve a remnant that remained faithful. Many were lost. Uh, the Assyrians conquered the, the ten tribes that Elijah was sent to, 
most were taken away. But God always preserves a remnant. So these, these lessons in the Old Testament, they're very relevant to what is going on today. That's right. Uh, the, so what, what do you see then in the coming triumph of Our Lady's Immaculate Heart when, when people look for the signs or they look for how to be a part of it? And in, in the video series, what, is there anything that comes out as far as what people will see or be directed toward? Well, as I uh, said, the, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart can be found in the Old Testament. So there is uh, uh, a lot of detail about Christ's mission on earth. You know, he said to John the Baptist, uh, I have, when he went to be baptized with the Jordan, he said, Allow for now, for it is right that we fulfill all righteousness. Our Lord Jesus came to fulfill righteousness. He came to fulfill the ancient feast days given to Moses at Mount Sinai. And what we find uh, in helping us to understand the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, it is the Feast of Tabernacles that Christ fulfilled back then, but the, the fruits of that, uh, fulfillment has yet to be manifested in the world. And that's what's going to happen in the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. It's the, the, what our Lord paid in the price in his death. Um, I don't know if I'm making myself very clear. I mean, we got, we received the Holy Spirit of Pentecost, mm-hmm. but there will be another outpouring of the Spirit when the fulfillment of the Feast of Tabernacles is fulfilled in the world. So in order for us to take part in that, to benefit from that, we need to practice our faith like never before, you know, to make sacrifices, praying the rosary every day, going to confession regularly. Uh, you know, yes, practicing our faith the way it's supposed to, but really be very vigilant to help bring others, pray for other souls, because people are being lost. Uh, I fear that we're seeing more people go to hell than ever before, because the sin is outrageous. Yeah, certainly there is a a darkening of the intellect, and the the, the basic sign is is uh, what I would describe as unbelief that that the the aspect of the gift of faith, which has two qualities, that number one it gives the power to the mind uh, to believe to give an assent, but then secondly it transitions from believing that then it's reflected in behavior, so that the the faith is reflected in what a soul does and does not do, and this I think is the the key element that is difficult right now in our time. I think I, there's a good number of people who might say, yes, I believe in God, but then the behavior and the choices to believe in God are, are lacking in, in too many people. Uh, so that might include taking time to pray every day, taking time to confess and repent, taking time to worship God, especially on Sundays, uh, taking time to have a, an interior life and what's needed for that, and then to reinforce the proclamation of the gospel and in, in the truth. So, um, uh, what do you see, Father, as far as graces from the Immaculate Heart of Mary that are helping people right now? Well, uh, our, our Lady, she's, she's gathering her children, um, and I, yeah, I've been going around the country uh, teaching, uh, giving this teaching on Our Lady and the Coming Triumph for, oh, five years now. I've met a lot of wonderful Catholics, and, and I'm, what I'm starting to see is that they're, they're, God is giving them gifts, supernatural gifts. So already people are being raised up. I mean, as the world plunges into greater darkness, God's responding with more and more grace, and those graces are coming to us through our Heavenly Mother. So they're raising people up, and, and 
I can't get over the laity. I mean, I, I, I sometimes despair of our own priesthood that they don't seem to have the faith, and often the laity have. There's some wonderful people out there. Mm, yes. On that note, Father David, we'll, we'll take a break, and we'll come back and pick up there on The Coming Triumph. And our listeners, you can go and look at the video series, thecomingtriumph.org. Stay with us, Real Presence Radio Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live with Father Randall Kazel, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. And we're glad you're staying with us here this morning. We're blessed to have Father David Gunter, and he has designed and put together uh, with some uh, high-skilled people, some people we know, Dr. Scott Hahn, Dr. Maravalli, Dr. Bergsma, and others, on a video series called The Coming Triumph, uh, The Days of Elijah and The Coming Triumph. You can find this video series at on the uh, internet called thecomingtriumph.org. Great to have you here with us, Father David. Thank you, Father Cazel. Good to be back. And the, the great uh, focus of your video series will be on the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and especially according to her promise at Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, what do we need to understand about Our Lady's Immaculate Heart, and, and what can you teach us about her? 
Well, this is the key point. When Our Lady appeared in Fatima, she said that God wished to establish in the world devotion to her Immaculate Heart. So I spent a significant amount of time talking about Our Lady. And when we talk about devotion to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart, we're talking about the love that was perfected in her heart, and that we can trust that love. And I make the point, and this is, it's very complicated, so a lot of people I want to watch this one or two times, that her heart is so pure that Christ is able to love us through Our Lady. Or in other words, Our Lady loves us with a supernatural love. She loves Mm -hmm. us with the love of Christ. Now, this fulfills the new commandment that our Lord gave to the apostles before he entered into his passion. He said, love your neighbor, that we are to love them as he does. You know, St. Therese, he's a great favorite of mine, and I'm sure many of your listeners, he, he reflected on this. So how could I possibly love the other nuns in the community as you do, Lord, uh, and as you will love them until the end of time? She knew that she was too weak. He said, well, I can only do this if you love them within me. And this is what Our Lady is able to do because she was so pure, mm. that she is able to love us with the love of Christ. We're all called to this, but we're sinners. You know, this prevents uh, us having that capacity. So I hope that when people see this video series, they'll understand that not only does Our Lady love us with a pure love, but she loves us with a perfectly feminine love. One of the great gifts given to the Church through St. John Paul II was the theology of the body. And as I go into this teaching on Our Lady, I, and, and this is a message we really need to hear today, but there's a big difference between masculine love and feminine love. When the Church was created by an act of love, masculine love, when our Lord Jesus gave his life, he gave his life to redeem us, to pay the price of our sins, and to find his, found his Church. And now we're at a time where we need love again to save it. And it's going to be done by an act of feminine love, that the love of Our Lady is going to save humanity from these horrible dark times that we're living in. Mm -hmm. So episode seven, I call the Immaculate Love, goes into this deeply. I'm just touching on it here, but these are the basic points. But when we understand this, then we can see why God wants us to have the devotion to our Immaculate Heart that she is truly a heavenly mother that we can trust in, that we can consecrate ourselves to. Oh, that's beautiful. And truly, that the the pure love of the heart of Mary is at the heart of it, uh, the flame of love. And from her heart comes so many beautiful graces. Uh, and there is also the idea that she's the, the spouse of the Holy Spirit, that she is the one who shares that, that divine grace. Um, do, do you talk a little bit about in the video how that her Immaculate Heart is going to triumph? What, what might that look like? And are we close to that triumph, do you think? Well, I do believe we are close to it. Uh, The world has to be... The the triumph of the Immaculate Heart will be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit to transform the entire world. Now, there's nothing more that God wants to do than to bless us. He loves us. He wants to raise us up. He wants to share His divine life with us. He wants us in eternity with Him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But our souls have to be prepared to receive this tremendous blessing. So that means going through trials. We have to be pruned. We have to turn our hearts completely to God, have that absolute trust in Him, and renounce everything of this world that will not help us to get there. And that means trials. So, you know, many, Fatima talked about trials in the third part of the secret. We know that we're facing difficult times, but we're not, we shouldn't be afraid. 
because the evil is going to be wiped out and we're going to be purified. And that will prepare our hearts to receive this outpouring of the Spirit. It's the coming of the kingdom. I mean, this will be the greatest event since Christ rose from the dead. Yes, amen. And our Blessed Mother be right at the heart of it. Uh, but you had a key phrase uh, that I want to come back a little bit with you and to ask you about that. One, we should not be afraid. Uh, and as you and I both know uh, in our other conversations we had over the last few years, that the fear is a pervasive uh, and a strong emotion, uh, especially when we look and we're not sure what's going to happen. Uh, what do you recommend for people? How do people cope? How can we have strategies so that it is the love of the heart of Mary, the love of the heart of Jesus, that is the predominant attraction, and, and we're not formed or carried away by fear of what might happen? Excellent question. Now, if we look at salvation history, I mean, the spiritual battles have been going on ever since the fall from grace. And I believe that the tactic that Satan used in the Garden of Eden, Eden was indeed a fear of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't go into all the details, but I do in the video series that Satan was, in a sense, threatening Adam or Eve in particular, if you don't eat the fruit, you will die, and I will see to it. So that fear comes from Satan. Mm-hmm. And if we recognize that now, particularly a fear of death, a lot of people are afraid now because of this virus. It's been hyped up. It's been over and over again. People, you know, the press has really hyped it up partly to keep people interested, but that fear enables people to, people are easily manipulated if they're governed by fear. That's what Satan's trying to do. Ultimately, he's behind it. So, mm-hmm. first thing we have to do is recognize Satan's tactics. He's using fear now, a fear of death in particular, so that people can be manipulated and ultimately deny their faith. So, mm-hmm. And he uses confusion, he uses the spirit of impurity, recognizing Satan active in these uh, in these times is key. In fact, I'm working on an epilogue to this video series. I call it "Put on the Whole Armor of God" to address this specific issue, because we're not called to believe in fear. That doesn't come from God. We have to reject that. Understand, Weymouth. This is from Satan. I've got a God who loves me. He's going to take care of me and guide me. I've got nothing to worry about. I just have to do the will of God. Hmm. And you know what comes to mind uh, for me, Father David, as you were saying that and connecting this, that you talked about the pure love of the heart of Mary in the Scripture, uh, a pure love, a perfect love casts out all fear, uh, and you live in the, as a freedom of the child of God. And it's a, it's a beautiful connection that we have this in our Blessed Mother. Um, can you tell us a little more about the, that series, your follow-up, uh, Put on the Armor of God? What, what kind of points do you make in, in what you're working on right now? Well, I, I go into more detail uh, into Satan's tactics. I mean, I talk about that in the series in Episode 3, uh, but I sort of bring it up to date to... Um, I talk in general terms uh, how Satan's trying to enslave everybody. Uh, and, and that's covered, but I go into more detail in the epilogue. Uh, but ultimately, it's... Let me just pull this up here. St. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians... He says, finally, draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the key. It's, it's God's grace acting in our souls that's going to dissipate all fear, all, all worries, anxieties. It's always God's grace. So more and more, we have to open our hearts to receive his God's grace. And when Satan 
uh, and tempts us, and he will. He'll tempt us to be fearful. He'll tempt us to be judgmental. He's constantly attacking us, but as we become sensitive and realize, wait a minute, this is coming from Satan. You know, you know, in the name of Jesus, Satan, be God. He has to go. We're children of God. I, I fear that most Catholics don't understand the great dignity that we have as children of God, and that as our hearts become purified, we can wield the power of the Holy Spirit like the apostles did. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, that, that, it's the, simply the li, living in the state of grace, living in relationship with God, and exercising His power. Uh, we, we have that uh, this idea that our Lord actually gives Himself to us, and He gives us a share of His grace that we can exercise, uh, and then in exchange, He wants us to give ourselves to Him in this mutual giftedness back and forth. Um, we've got a minute and a half left here, Father. Is there, what else can you add on, either on the coming triumph uh, with the days of Elijah and the coming triumph, or on the epilogue that you're working on and the uh, putting on the armor of God? Well, I, I'm hoping that your viewers will go to the website and watch these episodes, because having understanding of where we are in salvation history, what God's plan is, I, I'm hoping that will give people a sense of hope that they may not have otherwise. There's a lot of confusion out there. This is tends to cut through the confusion. God's got everything in control. We're getting very close to the triumph, and uh, don't worry. That's sort of the bottom line. So that is the first step, having an understanding of what God's plan is and why Our Lady is at the center of the plan in these times. Then, with that knowledge, the epilogue makes more sense. Okay, we know where we are. We haven't got long to go. Put on the armor of God, and uh, and that will protect us from these uh, Satan's tactics when he tries to attack us individually, largely through fear, but confusion and purity, uh, which we're seeing rampant in the world. Mm-hmm. If I might add, uh, you know, a weak faith that faith is not animated to be fervent. So we pray for the strengthening of faith. Um, yeah. Father David Gunter, great to have you here with us this morning. Again, uh, Father's website with the videos on the Days of Elijah and the Coming Triumph. It's called thecomingtriumph.org. Thecomingtriumph.org. Go there and check it out. So, Father David, we're going to sign off here for today. God bless you. Uh, hope we can have you on again someday in the future. Thank you very much, Father Kazel. I'll look forward to that. All right. God bless you. Have a great day and, and blessed Divine Mercy Sunday. Thank you. Bye-bye now. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.